What's up? What's up with the ASMR? Snap. Uh, I think that you, I think that a good sign of a show is like a like a like a noise that launches into something, or like a song, or like anything. I think that you need like a good like bass. Ooh. Ooh. Way better than the blueberry. Yeah, the blueberry flavor had like a had like a. Had, I, I wasn't a fan of the blueberry flavor, even though that it was like fine. This is. This is like a lemonade. Yeah, this just straight up tastes like lemonade. Oh, dude, this is exciting. Everybody, welcome to Garbage Game Club. We have the microphones on boom so I can hit the desk and it doesn't affect it too much. You just get the the nice audio verberations because we are here to talk about fucking video games. It's like a book club like Oprah did, but instead of books, it's video games. And instead of Oprah, we're poor. We're on the O network, though. Uh, own is not the network you want to be on. That's that's the Trump one. Oh, I thought O was the Oprah one. That's own. O A N N versus O W N. They're they're different. Really? Yeah. O. She has a network called just no, O. The magazine is O. Oh, the network okay. is O W N. How do you yeah. not know these things? I thought it was the O. No, I mean there, there's look. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just not a big <laughs> Oprah guy. It's been a minute. Thank you. <laughs> there's some things that I hold near and dear to my heart, and one of them is very certainly not Oprah. Nick, we're here for one to distract ourselves because the election is actively going on, and if I look at the internet for more than another five minutes, my brain might literally melt. And two, because we committed to the people, all of the everybody who listens to this show, and we're like, hey, you know what? We're going to do a podcast, and we're going to talk about video games, and we're going to talk about monster train yeah every time we do this podcast it's because we die and then we start back at the beginning and we do a new roguelike every single time dude we've been hitting we've 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 played more roguelikes this year than i have in my entire life because same it's it's a genre that i feel like is blossoming but it's also one that i inherently time and time again say eh I'm not super interested in it, mm-hmm. but I keep on proving myself wrong with certain exceptions because, and also, I mean, we can have the debate of roguelike versus roguelite, which is very confusing if you're not paying attention and like listening to the proper syntax of those words. Right. But, because I know that confused me quite a bit before in the past, but, you know, here we are playing a game that is, is roguelite. It's a roguelike because there's cards and stuff that unlock and there's characters that unlock that persist. I, I find there's very few actual rogue lights, as in like a light bulb. Well, not really. It's more like a like a Kool-Aid light. But basically like a coarse light, like an yeah, less calories. Yeah. Uh but basically there's there's few there's very few actual rogue lights in that Every time you die, you just straight up start over from the beginning. Uh, I would probably liken it something kind of like Bennett Foddy, I guess, like getting over it, where if you fail, you have the tendency to start back at the beginning. There's nothing that you unlock that helps you with your progression. Whereas roguelikes, you typically tend to unlock something. Even if you start back at zero, you usually bring forward some sort of experience, whether it be something like, um, your darkness or currency in Hades, or it be something like uh, Slay the Spires unlocking different cards that you can stack in your deck, or something like Monster Train, 
where if you unlock stuff like characters, you have the ability to choose a new character who wasn't there when you first hit new game, when you started that game. I would say Monster Train is closer to a roguelite in that there really is just, it basically refreshes and changes your starting zero game. But for the most part, since the game doesn't really have any story or anything like that, there's not much in terms of progression outside of unlocking mutators and new characters and new decks. Yeah, uh, I, you know, if, if you're looking for like a roguelite, uh, probably Spelunky is the game, closest. People people talk about um, people talk about like Diablo or FTL. Oh, FTL, I could Rogue see. Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, Rogue Legacy is a roguelike because every time you die, you pass off your abilities to a new... I think even we might be sitting here having, like, the not fullest understanding of... of well, in the original the... game, Rogue, the, the thing that the name is derived from, Roguelike and Roguelite, it is an ASCII RPG where if you died, it's literally basically like a hardcore mode in Diablo where if that character dies, you literally lose every single bit of progress, all of the items that you've unlocked and whatnot, and it's like you're playing the game for the first time at square one. Whereas a roguelike, there's some carryover. And I think there's very few roguelites unless you're playing Diablo in hardcore mode. You know? There's this. There's a sense of stakes in a roguelite in that, like, oh, I am literally deleting this game and my save file and starting over the, but the game does it for me so then i'll throw some out so so uh so um i don't know uh ftl technically ent ent has some ent carryover enter the enter the gungeon don't you unlock characters uh, uh isaac you un oh you unlock i guess you unlock characters but technically i guess you don't carry any progress over just new characters but there's like, you can get the secret, and you can't get the true ending of Binding of Isaac on your first run, you know? It takes multiple things, unlocking multiple things. I think I might be, I might be splitting hairs here, but I think that the true definition of a roguelike is a game that you can see everything that the game has to offer in one playthrough, and if you die... You start over. It's basically, again, like deleting your save, deleting the game, downloading again, and starting over from scratch. I think that is what an actual roguelike is, and I don't think the general populace wants anything like that anymore, which is why I think everything is a roguelite now, because it's just better. It's like, it's like lives in video games. It's outdated and silly now. I believe uh, a, a device that people use to talk about this is that rogue like is a genre mm -hmm. and rogue light is a set of mechanics i guess yeah and not like a not like a genre yeah i could see that because again you know the the mechanics are stuff carries forward even though you start over so that means that again if we're looking at games that are rogue like uh-huh what do we got? We're not talking about uh, Monster Train. No, because there is technically some progression. Exactly. But it's pretty close to a rogue-like. 
Yes, because your progression is mostly just limited on cards and characters. Yeah, and unlike, I think the closest comparison we can have for this game, and it's unfortunate that we always have to draw comparisons to other games, but I think the biggest competitor slash comparison that we can draw to Monster Train is Slay the Spire. And I think unlike, well, Slay the Spire, I think is a true rogue light in that, sure, you die and start over or whatever, but I think the appeal of that game is, one, unlocking new cards for your deck building, unlocking new uh, events that happen along your way on a run, but also the end game stuff. I think that there's a certain level of appeal to slaying the spire and then realizing, oh, wait, there's more. I have to do it with these other parameters now in order to get to the true boss and whatnot. Whereas something like Monster Train... I do think is closer to an actual roguelike because there is no end game. There is no, I need to progress. I need to beat the game with every single character in order to unlock the door that lets me see the actual final boss of the game. It is very much a, here's your run, go to hell. If you make it to hell, you win, start a new run, have fun. If you don't, start over from scratch and maybe unlock some new cards along the way. You can't talk about Monster Train in 2020 without having the conversation about Slay the Spire because you're looking at a game that is roguelite that is... uh, It's a deck builder. That's that's a deck building game. They are intimately interlinked. Slay the Spire came out first. Slay the Spire is one of my favorite games of last year. And if you put a gun to my head and made me list off my top 10 games right now, it might even like still creep into the top 10. It might be one of the finest games. I'm, I, I'm a Slay the Spire stan. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't the first. Game. I was late to the train. We did a whole other episode on this, but I am a Slay the Spire stan. I think that it's great. I think that it's a shame you haven't played the fourth character yet, but that's okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep working on getting him to do that. The thing with Slay the Spire... Uh, it, it, it because I like Slay the Spire so much, it's what's made me interested in playing Monster Train in the first place. Mm-hmm. And Same. it took me a minute to play Monster Train because ideally I wanted to play it on Switch or, you know, I was waiting for a Steam sale. But eventually, once I got my hands on it, I understood what a lot of other people who, you know, liked Slay the Spire said about the game. Mm-hmm. And in in short, it is, we like Monster Train. It is interesting and does stuff that you can only do with a card game or a deck building game that's digital. Um, it, it introduces new card game mechanics, which are cool, but it's not as good as Slay the Spire. And on like a holistic big picture and I, level. I really think that it, I think that the game, the, the core gameplay loop of Monster Train, I would argue is as satisfying as something as Slay the Spire. But the problem is, once that gameplay loop comes to an end in the, in the form of a run, I feel less incentivized to return to the game to experience that loop again because there's nothing to look forward to once you unlock all the characters. Um, there's, like, mutators and stuff that make the game harder, but I don't really I care. That. Yeah, that's, that's never been fun to me. The way I've always... I mean, I think you're going to get mad at me for this, com- for, this, uh, for this comparison or analogy. Okay. But if... Slay the Spire is something like, I, I, I think Slay the Spire is your Hearthstone style game, or it's very straightforward, mechanically sound. I understand the rules immediately upon, upon being presented it, 
Whereas I think Monster Train is artifact. I think artifact in the form of there's, I understand I'm vaguely familiar with all the things that need to happen here, but the multiple playing fields and thinking vertically and how you stack different boards slash different floors of the train come into effect in the way that they don't would, slay the spire. You would you would also be remiss to talk about Monster Chain without bringing up Artifact just because it exists on three different playing fields at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like there, it feels like there's inspiration there. There's inspiration from Slay the Spire. There's inspiration from, like yeah, I guess, every card and, and exists, I like, right? And I like having to think about multiple play areas at the same time because I think I'm tired of just this turn-based RPG that is unfolding in front of me if someone made a Final Fantasy game that was like, you need to control three different party members uh, on three different playing fields, I'd be all in. I want to challenge myself by thinking about multiple uh, playing instances. There, there's a level of elegance, though, that, that exists in Slay the Spire that I don't think exists in Monster Train because I, th- I think that Monster Train is interesting for the reason that Artifact is, is that it is a little bit more nitty-gritty. It's a little bit more like magic. You can get more in the weeds with different character combinations and card combinations and strategies on the board and um where whereas you know slay the spire that that all still exists but it's it feels less convoluted monster train i think is a little bit more of a convoluted game because the way that it gets mechanically deeper is artificial slay the spire really? slay the spire you have three or four now different characters that you play as and you can build out decks in a bunch of different ways and do funny things with them right monster train you have a primary character and a secondary character. Mm-hmm. They each initially put some cards in your deck, like artifact, um, <laughs> and then you know you kind of you kind of go from there. And you're like you know each each class. There's five of them. Has two different you know main hero characters that you right. can play with. What like your your hero card? Um, you got your strength like build. Artifact. Um, you got your strength build. What's the green one? That's like a. Like a the, the green one like revolves around a lot of like thorns or brute force. Big, yeah, big, like big, poison big, style big mechanics. Stats, big stat items. Like defense and poison stats. The blue is like magic heavy. Uh, yellow is all about... That's the eating one, right? Yeah, that's where you're consuming your units. Consume your units to buff up uh, other stronger units. Mm-hmm. And then there's wax, which is like a temporary super buff, but then you end up losing uh, your own characters over a period of three turns. Um, so there's 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 ten hero cards. There's the, like like we're saying there, there's two for each of those ten classes, and then you have a secondary one also. So you can play like you know, uh, wha- like 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 magic strength, or you can play like you know wax wax defense or something. You can go strength strength, or you can mix things up. You can double down on the initial thing. You know if you don't if you don't like any seasoning on your meal, or you can shake things up and try something a little more daring. But even though there's so many different permutations of loadouts for runs, I found myself, I think the game's just easier. I think the game is far easier to break than Slay the Spire, and I think that uh, the chance that's built into the game sets you up to break the game so much more than Slay the Spire does. I think that that's accurate from an observational standpoint, because you, how long did it take you to get your first Slay the Spire win? I got it. Oh, it, it took me like maybe two hours. Oh, even that feels really low. It's, I, th- I, th- I, I think you're being modest with yourself. Uh, it might have. Oh, whatever it took for like fifteen to twenty runs, because yeah, I, that's way more than two hours. Well, I mean, no, I, I did it the super your... speed. Because once I got the gist of it, you go super speed. The hyper. Oh, hold speed. on, wait. Are you talking about Monster Hunter the Spire? Slay the Spire. You, you, you think you got your first Slay the Spire victory in two hours? 
I'm 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 going to challenge that most maybe because of my own insecurities. I that feels incredibly fast for a first completion. I feel because I could break the strength a one six, pretty easily. A successful run takes about like thirty minutes. Hmm. Maybe I'm mistaken. But it has been a while. But that said, with Monster Train, I got my first win on my third run. Yeah, I think it was my fourth run that I got my first win, and I'm like, wait, what? And like, then. After my third run, I then proceeded to get a win every single time with every single character. For the sake of this podcast, Joey actually gave me a save with all of the characters unlocked after I got my first initial win, just so I wouldn't have to go through the grind. But once I got my first win, I never lost the game. I got a win, a subsequent win, with every single character and most permutations. Not all of them, because I don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> the game's significantly easier, but it's fun. The loop feels good. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's I think that uh, you know, the way bosses work where they exist on all three planes is interesting. I think that there's new card game mechanics like like the wax mechanics that I think is like the wax and the consuming cool. stuff is so much fun. Yeah. I I wanted to continue to play Monster Train and it felt very good as like uh, as like an idle game. Like something that I can play mm-hmm. while giving, like maybe off in a second window while I'm doing some work, or like off in a second window while I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah, like it feels like I don't need to devote a hundred percent of my brainwave activity to making sure that I'm making optimal decisions to winning, which sometimes is the case in Slay the Spire. That's the case in Magic. That's often the case even in Hearthstone. I mean, Hearthstone can be pretty mindless, but if you want to be good, you have to focus all the time, right? And I, I guess in Monster Train, I didn't play through a lot of, like, the prestige levels where you're, you know... Yeah, I have zero interest in mutators. Exactly. I, I do, too. So, you know, I, I unlocked most of the cards. I unlocked all the classes. I played enough to, to see everything. But I didn't feel the need for, like, endgame content because endgame content doesn't really exist, which I think is actually one of the biggest sins of, of Monster Train when you compare it to a Slay the Spire or something else. Like, there's nothing to keep me coming back except for the fact that i want to like just grind a little bit more or but, like play in the background but i do think that there is something almost like uh one of my favorite words that some of my favorite people of ign have adopted is the phrase or ter- the term toyetic and i think that there's something about monster train that translates so well to a physical game more so than slay the spire i can see what a monster train board looks like in real life and i would love to partake in that at like a little get together with a couple friends who know how the game works i think that there's something tangible and it builds out a physical space in the way that slay the spire particularly doesn't that feels a little more immediately satisfying i like the idea of trying to stack different characters in different layers of the train but also considering the fourth layer, which is the actual heart of your train, that also can do damage. And some decks can uh, are, are built around modifying the, the soul or core of your train. And I think that's super interesting. Not a lot of things do that. It's usually just, oh, you attack the life points directly. So I like that there is this, the, the final line of defense is your health, but your health is also offensive and can attack people attacking it directly. That, that's a lot of fun. I was trying to swallow my my fucking um my my, my your crooked marker. Yes, my crooked marker. <laughs> so uh, one one thing that I do enjoy about Monster Train though is its boldness. 
I think that it presents a lot of information up front and expects you to be like, all right, loser, let's figure this shit out. Like, I really like that it's almost sensory overload at first, but I think that it looks a lot more complicated than it actually is. And then over the course of a turn, you feel and understand what the gameplay loop is. And that's cool. Also, really like the boldness of being like, here's the name of the music track that's playing right now. I'm like, well, well done. Like, the music's good. And so it's cool that the game's just like, here's the name of the song. I like that. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the split pass that you do as you transverse the world to try and choose which upgrades are good for you at any given time. I kind of like the way that, that um, the modifiers and artifacts work. Um, the as, artifacts are fun, yeah. Yeah, I like the way the card upgrades work and the way that you're balancing, you know, you know money. It, it feels like we talked about earlier, easier to break the game. Like, if you have three upgrades on a card and you can, like, you know, get a card that is you know one of your new cards that returns to your hand every time you use yeah. it and then also costs one less mana and then does 20 more magic damage you're like oh well i can just nuke most stuff and like, in and in the overworld good. you're presented with so many opportunities to duplicate like i found more so than any other game of this type i've played it's always like hey do you want to duplicate your card if you you access this event so you can duplicate whatever card you want along with its buffs and i'm like i feel like i get this too much because now i just have an unstoppable force of very good cards yeah or there is the random encounter where you can like duplicate a card eight times yeah and i feel like the overworld is something that should be compared to slay the spire because i think slay the spire is a more elegant i think it's unforgiving Whereas I think Monster Train is very generous with its overworld encounters. Mm -hmm. I think I've, I don't think I've ever actually encountered a bad thing other than like I lose a little bit of like my core health or whatever. But for the most part, I feel like most things in Slay the Spire are like, okay, you idiot, you lost your favorite card. Here you go. And like, oh no. Yeah, it it doesn't punish you very much. It does feel in some regards just easier, quicker to finish, less, you know, easier on a surface level for mechanics even though like some are new and confusing like it's it's interesting to see who monster train is really for right like i can say that it's a game for me i enjoyed playing it i would recommend it to someone but i'm going to continue to play slay the spire on my switch and i'm probably only going to very seldomly if at all pick up more monster train maybe for an update maybe yeah i think updates would get if they added a similar end game state that slay the spire had where there was like hey but what happens after you get to hell like i'd be interested in that i would like to see you know who the secret boss is or whatever i want to i want a harder monster train because i do like the general setup of the game yeah and so, I mean, I guess the recommendation comes with, like, if you are someone who likes deck building games mm-hmm. or likes digital card games or liked Slay the Spire and you haven't tried Monster Train, there's probably something there that you're going to find enjoyable. It might not be your new favorite card game, but it is solid. And it's a shame that a lot of times when we talk about games or any media, it's always a competition of, like, what's number one? What's the best because it's hard for me to sit here and say, you know, ah, Monster Train's the best. But it is pretty solid and worth people's time if you like the genre, right? Like, it's a solid, it's like a solid B or B+. plus. Yeah, I think that... That might be our Chinese food. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Go ahead. I think that if the... If you were to make a direct comparison, I would say that Monster Train is... It's Slay the Spire light. 
Oh, hold on, I'm not, I feel weird talking since Joey's getting food over there and now it's just the person's hearing me talk. I'm gonna keep this entire interaction in. I just need Joey to hear me. I really only do this so Joey can hear me talk. I really think Monster Train is, oh, that's all our Chinese food. I really do think Monster Train is Slay the Spire Light in that I think it is a quicker experience than Slay the Spire. It is kind of a one and done experience and I think that's its greatest fault. There's nothing that keeps me returning. Whereas if I wanted to kill 30 minutes, this is a game that I would play to kill those 30 minutes. But if I wanted to kill 30 minutes, I would not play Slay the Spire because those 30 minutes would turn into three hours. And I don't think Monster Train has that, that appeal of, hey, you accidentally lost four hours out of your day because you just kept starting a new run. Whereas I think Monster Train, you do get to that stopping point significantly earlier. Yeah, I think that that's actually a really elegant way to put it, Nick. Like, it's, it, it, it's easier to take a little nugget out. Mm -hmm. It's not going to completely consume. Put it on phones. Yeah, I, I think it would be good on phones. It would be good on tablets. It would be good. It just, it, it's a good game. Mm -hmm. It's a good game that people should try. But I, I would be hard-pressed to hear more people say that it's their favorite game. Yeah. It's, it's very good, though. Um, and I think that the developers definitely... They, they pulled off... It's not often that I get sucked into a deck-building game. And I don't think it's actually a deck-building game. Um, in the traditional sense, because in Slay the Spire, can't you build your own custom deck? It's been a while. No. Oh, you can't? Never mind then. It's very similar to Slay the Spire. Yeah, I mean, it's a deck building game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of in, in, engrossed by this type of game. And I think that mm -hmm. in, in episodes past uh, recently, we've kind of been, you know, chaining thematically similar games together. I don't know if that's good for the audience because they're like, fuck, I don't like rogue-like well, games like they're this. They're newer or games. That's what's pop If you're mad at us, don't be mad at us. Be mad at the general public because these games are new and they're fairly popular. But, you know, we don't have to do them back-to-back, -back, but we're kind of like, you know, we're clumping games together. So, in the, so I don't know if this is good or bad, but I am going to propose... No. That the next game is it another roguelike we're gonna do is um <clears throat> it's dicey dungeons that's a phone game yeah dude okay we did i don't sayonara. have an iphone we did sayonara wild hearts and like i don't have an iphone that game is apple arcade yeah but it's also on steam and i think on epic too oh i didn't know that yeah huh. you can play on the computer huh. so we should play some dicey dungeons see i feel weird get, now get this little bit of get this little bit of you know card game-esque roguelike out of our system and then then we'll call it a day I, th I think there's one more game that people have been talking about i've heard a lot of people say a lot of good things about dicey dungeon so i'm interested in you know what's going to actually come to fruition because i feel i feel more skeptical of what i'm seeing on the surface i feel weird about playing a game that was like designed for mobile first but then playing it on like another platform what do you mean? A PC is just like you're just using a mouse instead of a finger. There's, yeah, there's but no different... I'm, I'm tied down to my PC. I think that's a wrong take. I'm a, I'm a millennial that's on the go, Joe. That's, that's, the, that's <laughs> a wrong take. Everybody, um, I hope that you uh, try Monster Train if you like the franchise. If you don't, if you know you don't like, or not the franchise, if you, if you like the genre. Yeah. If you don't like the genre, I would still recommend you try playing Slay the Spire. What a weird, I get to recommend Slay the Spire on two separate podcasts. <laughs> Maybe I'll make, I'll make the hat trick once do it again you next finish, week. Once you finish Slay the Spire and you do everything there is to do, play Monster Train. Also, Monster Train, 
legit thought it was like an animated kids show because there's one called Dinosaur Train. Monster Train. For kids. That's just a train of dinosaurs. Why is they why are they taking a train to hell? That's what the game's about, by the way. We didn't say it. it's about taking a group of demons to hell and heaven tries to stop you. Great concept. Don't don't really do anything with the story. So next week, Dicey Dungeons. Get your <laughs> Apple Arcade subscriptions ready. Bless you. Thank you. Or your Steam slash Epic accounts ready. Until then, goodbye. Cheers. Goodbye.